ดีค่ะยินดีต้อนรับเข้าสู่ Bangkok Off Stage Podcast ไทยอังกฤษรายการแรกที่จะพาไปเจาะลึกแวดวงศิลปะการแสดงในกรุงเทพ Hello and welcome to the Bangkok Off Stage Podcast the first bilingual podcast on the Bangkok performing arts scene I'm Gelta and I'm Amitha Welcome to the first episode of the second season of Bangkok Offstage. Before we introduce our guests, we want to tell you a few things about the second season first. So we're no longer going to be a weekly podcast. Instead, we're going to be releasing a new episode every last Thursday of the month for 10 months, or until November this year. Another thing is, I'll be traveling a lot this year, so there'll be episodes where I may be recording from outside of Thailand by myself. Episodes where you'll hear from the both of us, like this one, mm-hmm. and episodes where Anne will be by herself. Yes, <laughs> but don't worry. Our content will still be related to performing arts in Bangkok in one way or another, mm-hmm. and the two of us will still be working together to come up with questions and ideas for the season. ยินดีต้อนรับเข้าสู่เอพิโซดแรกของซีซั่น2ของ Bangkok Off Stage นะคะก่อนที่เราจะแนะนำแขกรับเชิญของเราในวันนี้เรามีเรื่องที่จะบอกคุณผู้ฟังบางเรื่องนะคะอย่างแรกก็คือเราจะไม่ได้ปล่อยเอพิโซดสัปดาห์ละครั้งเหมือนซีซั่นแรกแล้วค่ะแต่ว่าก็สามารถติดตามเราได้ทุกวันพระฤหัสสุดท้ายของเดือนจนถึงเดือนพฤศจิกายนนี้ค่ะอีกอย่างนะคะตี้จะต้องเดินทางค่อนข้างบ่อยในปีนี้ <coughs> ดังนั้นบางเอพิโซดอาจจะเป็นตี้สัมภาษณ์แขกรับเชิญในต่างประเทศบางทีคุณอาจจะเจอเราทั้งสองคนนะคะเหมือนในเอพิโซดนี้แล้วบางครั้งอาจจะเป็นแอนคนเดียวสวยๆใช่ค่ะ,นะคะสวยมาก <coughs> แต่ไม่ต้องห่วงนะคะเนื้อหาของเรายังจะมีความเกี่ยวข้องกับศิลปะการแสดงในกรุงเทพไม่ทางใดก็ทางหนึ่งค่ะ <coughs> แล้วเราสองคนก็จะยังทํางานร่วมกันอย่างใกล้ชิดสนิทสนมเพื่อคิดไอเดียและตั้งคําถามต่างๆนานาสําหรับซีซั่นนี้ค่ะค่ะ <coughs> so let's get to the interview our first guest is Mark Tay <coughs> who's a Malaysian director curator and researcher from Five Arts Center Another interview with Five Arts Center member. Always, always, always a pleasure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Mark was recently in Chiang Mai and Bangkok for the Breeding of Maps, a program he co-created with Kumiko Igdaka from Japan. The program began in January and featured an exhibition at Myiam Contemporary Art Museum in Chiang Mai, along with lectures and performances by academics and artists from Southeast Asia and Japan. It then concluded at the Jim Thompson Art Center in Bangkok earlier this month. Unfortunately, both of us missed the event, but in this episode, we talked to Mark about the breathing of maps, doing political theater as a student. A student, yes. Yes, and what it's like to work with history and memory as an artist in Southeast Asia. This episode is in English. สำหรับเอพิโซดแรกนะคะเรามีโอกาสได้สัมภาษณ์ Mark Tay, ซึ่งเป็นผู้กำกับพันธารักษ์และนักวิจัยชาวมาเลเซียจาก Five Arts Center. นี่เป็นการสัมภาษณ์ครั้งที่สองแล้วนะคะกับสมาชิก Five Arts Center. ใช่ค่ะก็มาร์คเทนะคะเป็นพันธารักษ์ร่วมกับพันธารักษ์ชาวญี่ปุ่นคุมิโกะอิกิดากะสำหรับงาน The Breathing of Maps ที่มีทั้งการจัดแสดงนิทรรศการที่พิพิธภัณฑ์ใหม่เอี่ยม Contemporary Art Museum ที่เชียงใหม่งานนี้มีทั้งการประทากถาและการแสดงโดยนักวิชาการและศิลปินจากทั้งในภูมิภาคและจากญี่ปุ่นค่ะโดย The Breathing of Maps มาสิ้นสุดลงที่พิพิธภัณฑ์บ้านจิมทอมสันในกรุงเทพเมื่อต้นเดือนกุมภาพันธ์ที่ผ่านมาค่ะแต่ก็น่าเสียดายนะคะที่เราทั้งสองพลาดงานนี้ไปแต่ในเอพิโซดนี้เราก็จะได้พูดคุยกับมาร์คเทเกี่ยวกับ The Breathing of Maps รวมไปถึงการที่เขาเริ่มทําละครการเมืองตั้งแต่สมัยเรียนเลยแล้วก็การทํางานกับประวัติศาสตร์และความทรงจําในฐานะศิลปินในภูมิภาคเอเชียตะวันออกเฉียงใต้เอพิโซดนี้เป็นภาษาอังกฤษนะคะสามารถติดตามอ่านคําแปลภาษาไทยได้เร็วๆนี้ที่เว็บไซต์ของเรา www.bangkokoffstage.com ค่ะ
Welcome to Bangkok, Marte, and welcome to Bangkok Offstage. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's get started. The first question, um, let's talk about the breathing of maps, why you're here uh, on this trip, partly of why you're here on this trip. Um, can you talk a bit about, so it just concluded in Bangkok on February 1st at the Jim Thompson Art Center. Correct. And um, so what was it like working on that project as a curator um, and you know, continuing the project from Japan to Thailand. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's a it's a really intensive project that mm -hmm. we did up in Chiang Mai, mm -hmm. and then coming uh, down to Bangkok. Um, but maybe I need to set a little bit of context right. because the the project, the breathing of maps, mm -hmm. as the name suggests, is really motivated um, by thinking about mapping mm -hmm. as a kind of technology mm -hmm. uh, of modernity and what it did uh, in relation to Japan. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was invited to co-curate this project with Kumiko Idaka mm -hmm. uh, in 2018. We began in Japan, mm -hmm. and it just so happened that 2018 was the 150th anniversary of the Meiji Restoration. Oh, okay. mm. So there was lots of reflections about what did it mean to be modern in Japan, mm -hmm. what did it mean to, be, to open up the borders. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were thinking a lot uh, and critically about this kind of topic, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, 1868, the 150 50 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, from 2018, coincidentally, was also the year that uh, Emperor Meiji and King Rama V mm -hmm. ascended to the thrones. Oh, okay. You know, mm -hmm. so one of the conceptual compasses for the project mm -hmm. that we thought about was uh, Ajahn Tongchai Winichako's right. Siam Map. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, in this book, he talks about the geobody right. um, and how it might relate to thinking about borders, how mm. we might, and how we, we, we begin to naturally mm -hmm. assume that these borders make up the nation state, you know. Mm. So the borders make a logo, they make a, a kind of uh, metaphor mm -hmm. of the nation, and it ends up being a metaphor that maybe mm. imprisons us. Mm -hmm. um, so what we did in Japan, mm -hmm. uh, long story short, was we, we took Ajahn Tongchai's concept mm -hmm. and we applied it to Japan instead. Oh, okay. Um, so we we, 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 we we organized the exhibition and a series mm -hmm. of events where we invited artists, researchers, historians, sociologists mm -hmm. over three months to um, present um, how their work or their perspectives mm -hmm. might friction against the personal and the national. Mm -hmm. um, and every week for this three months, we had one live event, lecture performances mm -hmm. or talks mm -hmm. or workshops, mm -hmm. uh, uh, where someone talked about the ideas of mapping, mm -hmm. migration, modernity, mm -hmm. and uh, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to, to kind of bring it back to Chiang Mai, mm -hmm. um, after we started the project, was a little bit nerve-wracking, right. um, <laughs> as you can imagine, because, mm. um, because of course, Ajahn Tongchai's work is very well known here. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it went well, I, I, I assume, you know, mm -hmm. in the past week, um, mm -hmm. we had lecture performances by Ajahn Chandit mm -hmm. Kasset Siri, mm -hmm. directed by uh, Kangye Mubilai yes. from um, B-Floor. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, and um, also tours, oh, well, you know, kind of like tours of Sankampang, which is mm -hmm. where the, the venue Maiyam is, mm -hmm. by uh, Gridia Gawiwong, a curator. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and a whole series of lecture performances by Southeast Asian artists like Ho Rui An, Ho Zun Yen, Erwan Ahmad, and Tita Selina, mm. who were here at ba BIPAM, I think, yes. the last two yes. years. So you know, getting to think about the region, getting mm -hmm. to think about how do our existences friction against territory mm. that are official, 
Um, so this was what the kind of project was was about, and mm-hmm. it was really good to bring it back here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's go back a bit. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like to add, uh, like us a bit further. Mm-hmm. Like you also like collaborate with Nontawatna Mejepon, who is a film director Chai, in that yeah. like project, the lecture, the That's right. performance. And what what why do you choose or how did you choose to work with him? Yeah, so so it wasn't me directly, ah, okay. but um, mm. what we did was um, in the Chiang Mai version, mm. um, we wanted to shift the focus a little bit from Ajahn Tong Chai's concept, mm-hmm. which is really zoom out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to zoom in mm. by looking at individuals, mm. uh, individual people who um, their lives mm-hmm. um, maybe sometimes contradict or challenge the journey of the state mm-hmm. um, or have very interesting frictions with the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the case of um, Nantawat, mm-hmm. uh, uh he worked as a as a co-director with uh, Kang Yi of yes. V-Floor in mm-hmm. Ajahn Chanvit's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we we invited them to share this because, of course, Ajahn Chanvit is a very mm-hmm. well-known yes. historian. Yes, very. Here. Um, <laughs> And he has written a lot about mm. the history of Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. but uh, we wanted him to talk about his own life exposure. Mm-hmm. So in this particular mm. performance, he tracked his life from Banpong mm-hmm. um, during the Japanese occupation mm-hmm. to you know the incidents of '73 and '76 in mm-hmm. in in, um, in uh, Tamasat mm-hmm. to going away to Kyoto mm-hmm. and um, being in the United States, and also his relationship with Japan. Oh. Yeah. So the project was called an Imperial Sake Cup. Oh, and, sake. I, and in 1964, he received the sake cup because oh. he was part of the welcome delegation oh, when cool. uh, Prince Akihito visited uh, uh, Thailand. Uh-huh. So, uh, in the case of someone like Nontawat, mm-hmm. who's a very well known as a documentary filmmaker, yeah. he followed Ajahn's uh, last couple of trips mm-hmm. to Kyoto right. and shot some material. Uh-huh. And he kind of worked with uh, Kange mm-hmm. of um, B-Floor to mm-hmm. make this lecture performance. Yeah. Um, so it's a kind of life story, you know, mm. of 65 minutes. Right. Right. And Ajahn is a lot older than 65 yes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we hope, we hope they can do it in Bangkok at some yeah. point. Right. We, yeah. we were hoping to interview them for like yeah. this season, but then it... Yeah, we don't know yet yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe when they do it. Nah? Yeah. yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Let's go back a bit about your background. We heard that you like started doing political theater during university. Right. So at the time, there wasn't like a lot of like you know people still scared well be- of doing like political theater due to like fear and censorship and yeah. all. And could you tell us what it was like back then and what it's like doing a political performance and artwork in Malaysia and Southeast Asia? Now, yeah. Yes. Ah, um, and now. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Um, it's a big question. So, um, so when when I was like eighteen or nineteen, this is the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an English literature student mm-hmm. um, in college, not even university. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. um, my one of my lecturers, uh, who was also a social activist, Mohan M. B. K. Bakker, he for the literature class would set us assignments to review theater. Mm. Um, this is Malaysian literature, like literature. Uh, English, English literature. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you know. So uh-huh. he would set us set us like assignments to mm-hmm. go to and watch theater mm-hmm. because many of us were not exposed to drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened that at that point in time, uh, the main theater in Kuala Lumpur was directly underneath uh, Dataran Merdeka or what we call Independence Square. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where independence was declared in. Uh-huh. You know, fifty-seven, but yes. also at the same time, it's a kind of site for a lot of protests. Mm. So you know, 
18 year old students like <laughs> being forced to go and watch theater which we were not so interested in. Ah, okay. We have to navigate through like tear gas and oh. water cannons because this was the 1998 mm. um reformasi uh demonstrations wow. after the sacking of uh, then deputy prime minister okay. Anwar Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. So we would have to like navigate through all these people in order to go underground to watch theater. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that you know these things these things became very apparent to me very quickly that mm-hmm. you know above ground we were engaging with political performances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but underground we were dealing with for lack of a better term like artistic performances mm-hmm. but the performances that i was watching at that time were really um also quite political mm-hmm. um so these were performances by companies like instant cafe theater um people like uh, namron um mm-hmm. um five art center which mm-hmm. i eventually became a member of mm-hmm. and it was really inspiring to kind of make these connections between what was above ground or was underground mm-hmm. you know and that this notion of performance is very performance protest mm-hmm. um who is a audience who is a actor mm-hmm. um is very permeable mm-hmm. um so this is really how it started and i became wow. very interested uh to 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 work in 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 performance mm-hmm. If you talk about maybe now mm-hmm. I guess um it's it's quite I don't know it's quite um wide because what is considered political theater now is actually really wide you yeah. know so mm-hmm. in in KL today um and in Southeast Asia I guess there's mm, you know trends come and go right so there's mm-hmm. a lot of like work that is kind of more physical or more mm-hmm. uh post dramatic mm-hmm. Um, but I think what is interesting is that the mo- for me anyway the most mm-hmm. interesting works are the works that are trying to deal with the inconvenient histories of mm. 30 years ago mm. 40 years ago 50 mm. years ago and often this work is being done by artists who are let's say in their you know 30s or 40s mm-hmm. and they didn't live through necessarily these uh incidents mm-hmm. you know i mean we all have them right mm-hmm. 76 in thailand yeah. 69 in malaysia 65 mm-hmm. in indonesia yeah. um so this this work is um i'm paying a lot of attention to this work because mm-hmm. um it's surfacing and it seems to be a kind of generational motivation to mm-hmm. to explore these kinds of mm-hmm. ways of working mm-hmm. 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 and how did you enjoy the five art center Um how did I join my yeah. center? Um it was really simple. Um mm. after we finished college, we uh-huh. needed space and mm. they needed people to help with front of house or you know <laughs> stage management. Okay. So we just made a deal and uh-huh. um they said, "Look, why don't you guys come and help us out and then you can use our little studio uh, uh-huh. for free." Mm-hmm. And that's really that's on the very practical level how mm. it started. Mm-hmm. Um but of course, you know, the sense of like I don't know what you call it lah like you know like energy or politics mm. or or sense of the kind of work that they were doing really mm-hmm. resonated with me mm. um and at, especially at that time mm. so uh it was very easy for me to just become a member of Five Arts mm. and mm. how did it form you as an artist like for how many years now um More than I years. don't know yeah <laughs> maybe almost 20 years I'm yeah, now really. a member of Five Arts okay. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh um how did it form me as an artist Um I think because the Five Arts Center um in the 80s and 90s was really known as a artistic collective that was formed because of a kind of post-colonial mm-hmm. consciousness. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they wanted to do local works. Um, they didn't want to do this kind of Western mm-hmm. modes of theater making, mm-hmm. whether in content or in form, mm-hmm. um, because that kind of work is always a bit aspirational. You know, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. kind of. What do you mean aspirational? Aspiration in, uh, in the sense of like um, wanting to be like something else mm-hmm. in the West. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know, um, uh, and and I could really uh, resonate with this kind of desire that. Mm-hmm. Um, the members of Harvard Center had. Um, so I think that has really kind of been been a very key part of my work. Mm. And of course, secondly, it's just the very simple notion of working as a collective. Mm. You know, today in 2020, mm-hmm. there's 18, there, uh, there's 14 of us, mm. you know, mm. um, from people in their 20s to people in their 60s. Mm. Um, it's not the easiest way to work. We don't have artistic director. We are constantly going in multiple directions mm. at the same time. So that means we are not so efficient. We have a lot of arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, we, 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 we discuss quite seriously what, what kind of art making, what kind of politics making, and the line between one and the other mm. is not always clear mm. um, in terms of how we want to exists as a group um, right. goes so so that I think is very important mm. because um, you know there's this idea of um, prefigurative politics right like mm-hmm. the future is not something that you have to create in the future the future is something mm-hmm. that you create now mm-hmm. and the way of working on five art center at least for me mm. um, I enjoy it because we are trying to negotiate all these different directions mm-hmm. we're trying to negotiate all these different ways of thinking mm-hmm. in the present Mm. And we just do what we can with the resources that mm-hmm. we can, mm. if that makes any sense. Makes <laughs> <laughs> sense. <laughs> so, do you see any like um, progress of the fi- five art centers since you joined? Progress. Yes. <laughs> like uh, everyone's gotten older, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> including you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, progress, like how, like how, how. Like um, how it uh, contributed to you know the performance art scene there? Ah, okay, Do you see okay, that? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, m- maybe maybe I'm not the best person to talk about this um, mm-hmm. because like we shouldn't boast about yeah. our work <laughs> now. But um, in terms of recently, like the shift in our mm-hmm. focuses, besides mm-hmm. making performances, mm-hmm. um, I think something that has been very significant. Maybe um, uh, Bangkok listeners or. Well, podcast is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that recently, two years ago, we mm-hmm. changed our government for the first time right. in 61 years in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big focus has been advocacy. Mm. Um, and uh, someone that you've interviewed before, like Jun Tan, yeah. she's mm-hmm. part of the wing of Five Arts that's really mm-hmm. looking at advocacy. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we affect policy in relation to art education, transparency mm-hmm. in arts funding? Mm-hmm. Because the previous government wasn't very transparent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. quite corrupt in terms of how it was doling out money mm. um, and also the third area is looking at freedom of expression mm-hmm. so for example that's one area that we are very much focusing on now mm-hmm. another area that has developed in the last few years is really looking at archival documentation mm-hmm. publication mm. of um, you know existing performing arts practice but I, I feel that not just within five arts uh, out yeah, correct, in Malaysia correct, correct so for example we have an archive that's called the My arts memory project mm-hmm. where um, you can go and check out the website mm-hmm. and um, it there's you know stuff from 1950s to currently mm. uploaded about um, Malaysian theater and soon I think they're opening up a section on Malaysian dance as wow. well you know so old programs mm-hmm. photos um, some articles mm. um, that, that you can get there's also another archive on mm-hmm. arts education from the 1970s onwards oh. so this is 
um, the work of Janet Pillay, mm -hmm. who's also a Five Arts member, and her her kind of journey parallels the work of like Makampom and right. Maya in right. the in the region. You yeah. know? Wow. So, I, I guess um, we know that this is not only in our own context because mm. things like collective Thai scripts, it, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. everyone is thinking a lot about historicizing, documenting, mm -hmm. and critiquing mm -hmm. existing practice. Right. So besides just making work, mm -hmm. uh, which we still do a lot of, um, these are, let's say, two areas that we are thinking a lot about, you know, mm -hmm. advocacy mm -hmm. um, in relation to artists' mm -hmm. issues and artists' rights, mm -hmm. and other areas looking at archival documentation publication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you mm -hmm. involved in these two um, wings? Uh, just, just a little bit. <laughs> just a bit. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I'm a new father, so <laughs> I have, a, I have oh, some okay. other responsibilities. <laughs> right now. Sorry, and are these like, um, <laughs> government-funded? The government help you any you know with the archival and stuff mm, yeah so oh, um, um in terms of five art center exists by drawing financial support mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. other resources uh -huh. from a variety of uh agencies let's mm -hmm. say you know uh private sector but also we receive some public funding uh -huh. and also some foundations uh -huh. yeah okay mm yeah is it complicated to work with the government agencies in in Malaysia, especially with this type of work, mm. um, with advocacy, freedom of expression, and all of that. Yeah, um, I think it's getting more complicated. Oh, okay. yeah, because and 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 maybe it's something for us to think about a little bit more, mm. um, because of the content of our work, which tends to be a bit more political. Mm -hmm. um, of course, historically we've had um, ups and downs mm -hmm. with the with the authorities. Yes, mm -hmm. um, but. Maybe it's still a bit too early. We're only one and a half years into this new government. Mm -hmm. And so far, um, there hasn't been as many incidences of censorship, mm -hmm. um, let's say, except when it comes to LGBTQ uh, yeah. issues okay. in Malaysia. Um, mm -hmm. So this seems to be the new the new enemy um, mm -hmm. um, that is always kind of uh, brought, brought forward. And it has impacted some theater practice. Um, however, I think this is an area that we, 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 we need to kind of like spend a little bit more time and look at. Also, it you know like it's uh, how do you say like uh, one of the members of Five Arts is also now a politician. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes. Fami Fadzil, yeah. he's mm -hmm. now a member of Parliament. So this is a topic which we are mm -hmm. internally thinking about, and for now, don't have very clear answers on because um, he's a he's now a public servant. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and it would be interesting. I hope not. Touch wood. But if something um, crops up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We will see um, how this relationship between art and politics really plays itself out. Right. Mm. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> I, I met him mm. uh, when he came for BIPAM and I was ah, like, this okay. is, ah, this ah, maybe yeah, he was there last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he already joined the government? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yes, already. Yes, yes, he's wow. part of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's um, a person with power. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he belongs also to Five Arts Center. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk about history. Can you talk about your interest in history and um, also which aspect of Malaysian history or Southeast Asian history are you interested in exactly? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, um, it, it's really funny because um, yesterday we were talking a lot about history with Ajan Tongchai mm -hmm. as the last event mm -hmm. of our Breathing of Maps project. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe before going to him, like um, um, one of my favorite historians is a Scottish historian, mm -hmm. Carolyn Steedman. She's mm -hmm. a feminist historian. Mm -hmm. And she wrote a really beautiful book called Dust. Mm 
mm-hmm. um, uh, the cultural history of the archive and dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, in this book, she talks about how, you know, dust is everywhere. Mm-hmm. We can't get rid of dust mm-hmm. and we try and sweep the dust away. Mm-hmm. But when we are sweeping a room, we are actually like moving the dust around mm-hmm. only. Oh. We collect most of it, uh-huh. but the dust always remains mm-hmm. like it it cannot disappear mm-hmm. you know and of course every day we are shedding yeah. and more mm-hmm. more dust is coming out so i think of history this way mm-hmm. um, which it's a very nice metaphor to think about how mm-hmm. like it's something that always remains mm-hmm. so yesterday at this symposium that we had um ajan tong chai when i mentioned this thing about dust he said ah it's like ghost mm-hmm. you know like for him like dust haunting. is like ghost yeah. something mm-hmm. that still hangs around mm-hmm. something that has a life that is longer than the normal way of thinking about life mm-hmm. you know and of course um for ajan tong chai his new book is coming out soon oh. mm-hmm. uh, in march yes. and it's called moments of silence it's related oh, to the okay. massacre in 76 right um so he calls this term the unforgetting mm-hmm. and um it's an event that we cannot f- forget mm-hmm but we can't quite say it publicly mm. yeah. you know and mm-hmm. he had a very nice and contemporary way to describe it mm-hmm. he said think of me too mm-hmm. you know so people who've gone through um, sexual assault yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know um they don't forget right but they cannot speak out this thing mm-hmm. so what is their silence is mm-hmm. their silence just because they are cowards no of course not mm-hmm. you know so it's a very complex issue mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Um, so coming back to this notion of history mm-hmm. um, and why we invited Ajahn Tong Chai and wha- why my work is interested in history is I'm interested, of course, in these moments of um, inconvenient histories, inconvenient mm-hmm. memories, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of stories that don't fit so well into the official narrative mm. or national narratives. And of course, mm-hmm. we find this across many parts of Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. you know, um, countries which have had uh, 60 yeah. years, 50 years, 70 years, 80 years of mm. uh, particular types of history mm-hmm. under the same regimes um, and we're coming out of that. Mm. So this, this of course is why history is interesting mm-hmm. and is important because mm-hmm. actually we have very long ancient histories right. but the histories that we have been educated mm-hmm. or in some cases miseducated mm. in is really like a 50 year old history. Right. You mm-hmm. know, the national history let's mm-hmm. say. Um, so my work specifically um, has been dealing with um, Malaysian history mm-hmm. related to the emergency which right. lasted from 48 to 60 is a kind of civil mm-hmm. war yeah. but also um, related to the future mm-hmm. um, because in when I was growing up in 1991 then Prime Minister Mahathir Mohamad launched this grand vision that by the year 2020 mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. Malaysia would become a first world you know, nation like the United States or Germany or Japan or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as growing up, we all had to draw yeah. <laughs> pictures of what, right, you know, short twi- stories. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> right. Uh, and if you think about it, it's a kind of public art made by the state. Mm. The state right. created... Create, help made you create. Right, yeah. right, right. So, you know, all these students in classes <laughs> I mean like we can use the propaganda word if we want but yeah. I also think another way is like it's public art yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, like, yeah. like we all have to like do this <laughs> um, so I mean my book doesn't only deal with the history mm-hmm. but also the future but I guess these things are intimately linked mm-hmm. yeah when you after you read uh, you read Dust and um, 
did you think differently about censorship then in in Malaysia or anything like that? Because it's it, like you said, history can never be completely erased. Mm. It's always mm. there. It's mm. did did you think of that at all about about like censorship? censorship? Yeah, or how that mm. or did it make you think of that at all about how mm. history is? If something happens, even when you try to erase it, sure, sure, like what does it do? Or yeah, m- maybe if I can give an example, mm-hmm. if we have some yeah. time, like um, I mean, censorship works at various levels, levels mm-hmm. right? Um, but maybe and a very extreme form of censorship, which is related to my work, mm-hmm. um, uh, in a, a subject in my work. So one of the works that I've been doing is this thing called the Baling Talks, and mm-hmm. we've done several versions over the years. Mm-hmm. In the very last version that we've done, um, I should mention that the Baling Talks was a failed peace talks in 1955 mm-hmm. between Chinping, a communist leader, and two men, uh, Tunku Abdul Rahman and David Marshall, who were then the chief ministers of Malaya and Singapore. Mm. So we read the transcripts of these talks in public. They are publicly available document, like we didn't invent it, mm-hmm. um, and they debate you know, nation, loyalty, freedom, independence, belonging, citizenship, blah, 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 all these important mm-hmm. national mm-hmm. topics. Um, but at the same time, when we were doing this in 2015, it was two years after Jinping had died. Mm-hmm. Um, Jinping died in Thailand. Mm-hmm. He died in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. So from 1955, after the talks, to um, 2013 when he died, he basically lived in China, but mm-hmm. most of the time he was in he was in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um one of the last things that he did was he wanted to come into Malaysia to mm-hmm. visit his hometown or his parents' cemetery, um, but he was always not allowed to come back. Mm-hmm. The government's Malaysian government's reason was that you cannot produce your identity card, mm. so you we cannot prove that you're a Malaysian citizen, <gasps> so you cannot come back. Wow. So this is not exactly censorship, but right. it's a kind of censorship, right? So one of the things that he did before he died um, that was remarkable, mm-hmm. and it's both poetic and political. I think mm-hmm. was he said, "Okay, um, I cannot, I cannot come back, but maybe when I die, my friends can take my ashes, mm-hmm. my oh. dust, mm-hmm. you know, and go back to my hometown and spread it in the cemetery mm-hmm. where my parents are buried." Right. So of course, this created a big panic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in 2013, when he died, Malaysian army and police wow. put just people at the border <laughs> just to block yeah just to block to check ashes. people's bags <laughs> you know to make sure no one is blowing <laughs> like <laughs> something across uh, but we can think of you know pollution right. and uh-huh. virus and mm-hmm. all these kinds of things mm. into it right mm. um and and so this is very powerful metaphor for me to think about censorship so not just censorship like i ban your work Mm-hmm. You know, I ban right. your article, I ban your your film, mm-hmm. but like I ban your existence, right. I ban your presence, mm-hmm. right. um, and this is really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And so, for our one of the projects that I do with the Baling Talks is to read the Baling Talks, mm-hmm. and in between have the performers mm. talk about how they see Jinping mm-hmm. and how this public enemy. Uh, of Jinping has been created by the Malaysian government mm-hmm. and also the British government before that. Mm-hmm. So to think about censorship and how censorship also changes from 50s to right. 80s to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very long answer, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do, um, like you said before, your work deals a lot with history and memory and all of that. Uh, yeah. What do you think art can achieve with history ver- 
vis-a-vis the public, you know, um, mm. versus um, what academic work or being a historian can't? Um, maybe because it's just happened and it's very fresh for me. Oh, you know, okay. like um, well-known historian, Tong Chai Winning Chako <laughs> yesterday <laughs> said at the symposium with mm-hmm. us that um, um, he wished at some point that maybe he could be an artist. Hmm. Um, but he said he's artless. Oh. <laughs> um, but he said art is very important to him mm-hmm. because um, art shows us another way otherwise mm-hmm. for imagining, for going beyond just what is possible mm-hmm. and what is supposedly rational. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this is very powerful and it mm-hmm. resonates a lot with, um, I think, the work of many artists. Mm-hmm. And that it came from a, from a well-known historian is, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in terms of thinking about it uh, more directly, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do think it's that, you know, like I, I see right now mm-hmm. a resonance across Southeast Asia between different people mm-hmm. who are working to think about these difficult histories. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And often these artists, mm-hmm. s- they're in visual arts, they're in theater, they're in film, mm-hmm. um, and, and other arts, uh, literature as well. Um, they are often looking at the ambiguities of these histories. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. w- and we can we can delve into these ambiguities. We can delve into these kind of like gray spaces mm-hmm. and very problematic spaces, um, sometimes because we didn't live through them or experience them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, a, there's another academic, Joan Gibbons, mm-hmm. who, who has written a lot on contemporary art and memory, and she calls mm-hmm. this kind of generation of artists like post-memory artists people mm. who are never lived through the events mm-hmm. but construct um, identity or these events yeah, yeah are in their work you yeah. know not as primary witnesses mm-hmm. so they provide another perspective mm-hmm. you know they provide maybe a more zoom out perspective right mm. yeah and I, and I feel like this is what how do you say art can do Mm. You know, um, to show other ways, to show other imaginations, to let contradictions exist together, right. which historians tend to want to resolve. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, but w- I don't think we have to be so binary mm. either, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the most interesting works are the ones that are collaborative and cross-disciplinary. Right. Mm. So, you know, artists, of course, are also working with historians mm. and, and, do and you all work this kind of thing. Do you work with historians often? Um, directly, I mean. Um. I, I, I work with journalists, I work with mm. activists, I work mm-hmm. with um, amateur historians. Um, <laughs> but just in this breathing of maps, you know, we had Ajahn Chanvit yeah. in the project. We mm. had um, Ajahn Tong Chai in the mm-hmm. project. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's this kind of uh, ways as well. But, but what is interesting is in the program, we also had certain artists like um, Ho Zun Yen, for mm-hmm. example, Singaporean artists, who thinks very historically about Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So he presented a lecture called mm-hmm. The Critical Dictionary of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And in this 90-minute lecture, he t- goes from A to Z mm-hmm. of the key terms that is his Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Like from a dictionary. So like R for resonance, mm-hmm. you know, A for anarchism, mm-hmm. uh, K for kings, mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, H for haze, and, oh, okay. and, and yeah. So he he's created this dictionary mm-hmm. um, by himself, you know, right. and and the way he approaches like the history of Southeast Asia 
would be very different from uh, mm-hmm. Ajahn Tong Chai or Ajahn Chan. Right. right. And and I think it's also very strong, mm-hmm. if I can say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the challenges of working with history, documents, facts um, in, in this region? Ah, wow. um, <laughs> it's always with people, no? Mm-hmm. Because um, because lived experiences are much more complex than words on a page mm-hmm. and photos in a book, um, and so to deal with uh, difficult histories, inconvenient histories, unresolved histories, um, memories that are still being in people's minds mm-hmm. who are who are alive. Um, so then to make creative work or artistic work, um, and especially if you want to deal with, uh, some, some communities, mm-hmm. um, uh, as, as like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I- interviews and, and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, it then y- we cannot just be dealing with it as a kind of aesthetic issue, right. but it's an ethical issue as well. Mm-hmm. So there are many layers to kind of think about how we want to approach this. Um, but I like having this problem mm. um, because it's, you know, beyond just the fact that it's a responsibility. Right. Um, it's also, as we said before, you know, allows us to complicate, well, what is memory and what is history? Mm-hmm. You know, um, an individual's memory can mm-hmm. also change, mm-hmm. right. you know, not just because of old age, but because they may misremember mm-hmm. uh, something exactly. slightly differently mm. each time. You know, mm-hmm. so there's there's different complexions to it. So, the most complex thing, but mm-hmm. I would say also the most pleasurable thing in working with history and memory is working through these um, people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so oral history. Them. You you more you're dealing more with oral history as well as documentary when you do documentary theater or. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, because um, as an example. Mm-hmm. Like the work that I mentioned just now for Baling Talks, mm-hmm. um, like Chinping is like the number one public enemy in Malaysia even to today. Okay. You're right. Um, so in talking about him, the three or four performers, um, they have to be really clever and careful mm-hmm. in terms of how they are talking about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in relation to how they see he's been manipulated by the media or across time. Mm-hmm. But also in some cases, they take some risk and you know reveal the fact that one of them went to his funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And another one of them actually interviewed him mm-hmm. for eight hours. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, this, this kind of complexity mm-hmm. um, Hopefully, it's something that we can share with the audience during mm-hmm. the course of a show, mm. and the audience can understand that, like this topic, this notion of a public enemy, can be looked at from more than the usual angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Like lecture perform- lecture performance and documentary theater is not that popular in Thailand yet. Can you yeah. like give us uh, like a more details, a bit more from your insight? What are they? Um, yeah, I mean, l- it's quite new for me also, this lecture <laughs> performance thing, you know, <laughs> but I think it maybe is coming uh, initially, mm-hmm. like more from, how do you say, like visual arts practice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, so artists who are working more conceptually and wanting to like uh, articulate their work. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, 
I mean, once we leave the so-called art world, we can also think about like TED talks and yes. you know, like political speeches, and, yes. and so this is not teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. uh, uh, <laughs> is is a form of lecture performance. So this mm-hmm. is this is not uncommon. I feel to to society at all. Mm-hmm. Um, on a very economic level, lecture performance yeah. usually features <laughs> one or two people. It's cheap. Oh. <laughs> Ah, and right. a file. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. um, I guess if if you wanna um, talk about documentary theater, uh, of course, like in Europe, they have this kind of tradition going from Piscator and Breck mm-hmm. uh, in in in, oh, yes, in, in Germany, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where you know these these guys kind of collage like the daily news into their mm-hmm. theater, and and so you're always zooming in and out as an audience, mm-hmm. like what is on stage, and oh, in the subtitles, like. You know Hitler is uh, mm. moving along, and 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 so you you make these connections between what is national and in the theater, what is inside and outside, and mm. and this kind of modes of alienation, right? Mm-hmm. That that uh, Breck was always talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in the work that I do, um, because it's hard for me to talk about documentary theater more broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the way I look at it is I work with subject matter mm-hmm. let's say the emergency mm-hmm. or vision 2020 mm-hmm. you know as a topic we we um we find as many documents as we can mm-hmm. related to this thing um we often call it mapping mm-hmm. and then we pick certain coordinates that feel particularly interesting to us mm-hmm. you know uh, and they're not always the coordinates that we initially thought you know mm-hmm. we kind of drift and like something that we didn't think was important mm-hmm. we get sidetracked becomes mm-hmm. important um, and then I try and work with not so much actors mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but actually people who are as I mentioned you know journalists or mm-hmm. lawyers or activists or historians, basically a kind of so-called expert or a kind of someone with a strong experience mm-hmm. on this topic, mm-hmm. you know, and then find ways to work with them to share their story mm-hmm. or perspective mm-hmm. or experience. Mm-hmm. So I often tend to think of the people that I work with as mm-hmm. performers, not so much as actors, but mm-hmm. more like social actors mm-hmm. or sociological actors, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and of course, if we do it that way, then of course we think of the audience in a slightly different way, mm-hmm. which is we tend to think of them more like witnesses mm-hmm. you know because um i'm i'm not hiding behind a character of course we are we're very mm-hmm. clear that once you're on stage and there's like 200 people watching you mm-hmm. you are not quite your normal right. self we mm-hmm. we know that but yeah. um let's say something else is at work when this happens yeah. mm-hmm. um i was gonna say because um sorry just to take over this question a little bit is but uh, <laughs> um i was wondering why you choose um you know Theater plus nonfiction, because I feel like in Thailand, when you do political theater, when you deal with history, you kind of artists tend to like do things to hide in a way that, oh, people don't get right away that um, oh, okay. we're talking about this issue. I see. You know, like physical theater or plays that are so abstract that are that feel like, um, you know, maybe it's about that. Yeah. Or like we know because we know the politics of this artist yeah, or see. his past work. Mm. Whereas you are dealing, even though there's quite a bit of censorship, I mean, in, in, throughout the region. Sure. But you're dealing with people direct experience, mm. you know, interviews and people, even non-actors mm. telling even their own stories and mm. things like that. Why do you choose that? You know, it's strange. I mean, it wasn't, I, I, I you know, I, it wasn't like a, conscious decision mm-hmm. to go that way but it seems to have just gotten that way mm-hmm. anyway but um, I think one of the 
important things, I guess, is providing evidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm. providing evidence in terms of documents, mm-hmm. um, providing testimony in terms of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to be really important, mm-hmm. especially in the kind of work that we do, um, where things get lost. Mm. You know, histories get lost. Mm-hmm. Histories are marginalized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you've had sixty-one years of the same government in power, yeah. um, national history is essentially the history of one party. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are only beginning to surface out of that right now. Mm. You know, so so um, the necessity to provide evidence or if you like counter evidence i don't mm-hmm. mind calling it that you know to show that things exist experiences exist things exist mm-hmm. objects exist um against this kind of forgetting you mm-hmm. know that we have a lot of in society yeah. um to recover back some of these um uh, uh, things from the margins right. is really important mm-hmm. you know so of course for example then the work about the emergency mm. um that we do is about recovering the fact that you know there were many paths that we could have gone through to become independent. Mm-hmm. Not only the path of the last 61 years. Mm-hmm. There was a leftist path. There was a communist path. There was an Islamist path. Mm-hmm. There was a regionalist path. You know, s- some parts of uh, the Malayan intelligentsia at mm-hmm. that point wanted to be part of Indonesia. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's to recover these things that we are obviously always more multiple and complex mm-hmm. than than just this one version. Right. You know. That um, there were these other options right. and these ideas. Correct, mm. correct, correct. And and I think of course, um um I, I'm not so familiar with the Thai right, theater right. scene, but um in our work we we yeah, we, we try and mine this area mm-hmm. um and to show these kinds of contradictions and complexities, mm. you know. I mean it, it's it's not always easy, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the other flip side is to kind of remind people, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you know, Vision 2020. I grew up with 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, the last prime minister before he was, you know, voted out, mm-hmm. um, three years ago, had proposed 2050. Mm. You know, but it was all the same aims. I right. uh, will become a top 20 country by 2050. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. So that's precisely the According project. According to Monaco, uh, or oh. <laughs> perfect. You know, like yeah, which 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 uh, indicator do you want to use? UN, Monaco, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so, but you know, some people had forgotten that we had this future from the past, yeah, 1991, funny, that yeah. we wanted, you know? And and yeah, if you put them side by side, it's the same formulas, let's mm. say. And it's to kind of make these connections that, hey, yeah. you know, even our past is already very much written mm-hmm. and set. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, not our past. I mean, our future is already mm. written and set. So mm. how do we... Yeah. How do we challenge these uh, n- narratives, yeah. mm-hmm. whether they're from the past or whether they're from the future or about the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And you said you like oh, I enjoy working with like many people from the different you know disciplinary. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. is it h- difficult to work with them? Like, what's your process like to make them understand yeah, the art? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's. N- I I know I know I know the thing because um like it, it's not it's not difficult for me mm-hmm. because um I think it's like I'm a busybody mm. so <laughs> so I'm just interested in what everyone else is interested in mm-hmm. you know like and then maybe we can do something together because mm. um so 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 what that means is that 
I think one of the possibilities of art is to speak in different registers. Mm. You know, we can be very intellectual and academic, mm. or we can be very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, and the ability to slide between these spectrums is mm-hmm. is is useful. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, I I I like working across different areas, mm-hmm. and maybe that's where like curating. More recently, as a practice for me in the last two or three years, is mm. very exciting and very interesting mm. because it allows me to go into some areas of research where um, I don't usually go into and mm-hmm. work with certain people that I don't usually know or certain contexts which are actually quite far away from me. Mm. So, for example, I, as a theater director, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't explore the history of Thailand so much mm-hmm. or the history of Japan right. so much, but as a curator, by working with um, you know, collaborators, um, mm-hmm. artists, researchers, um, historians, then one is able to 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 to, to exchange and to dialogue, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's your project about that um Thailand that you just mentioned? The ah, Japanese so alcohol? Yeah, no, the Thailand first, okay. <laughs> ah no no no. So this is the the breathing of maps, you yeah. know. Ah, so okay. so And the deep style did you say? Um, uh, no. Um, so in in this is the building of maps project that we just did in Chiang Mai, uh, uh-huh. and um, when we did it in Chiang Mai, mm. we had quite a big um, Thai focus, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mean that in a nationalistic way. I just mean like as examples, um, the people that we invited dealt with personal histories and national or regional histories in very interesting ways. So mm-hmm. if I can describe them very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the art curator Gwedia Gawiwong, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. artistic director of Jim Thompson mm-hmm. Art Center. She she did a tour of San Kampang, uh, which is in Chiang Mai, which mm-hmm. is where she's from, and so she took us through temples, mm-hmm. um, artist studios, restaurants um, that relate to the Yong community. She's mm-hmm. a Yong, mm-hmm. um, and in this five-hour tour. We learn about these places, and we learn how the young community came to this part of Chiang Mai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's is it a performance lecture? Is it a walking tour? Mm-hmm. Is it a bus tour? We're not sure, and we don't really care. <laughs> you know, um, Ajahn Chanvit, as I mentioned, talked about his journey uh-huh. and his life mm-hmm. uh, through through his career. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we had. Um, Bonta Tip Suksopa of Wandering Moon Theatre. Oh yes. Um, perform like little fragments of her own personal history mm. you know over the last 20 years dealing mm. with her challenge as a female contemporary mm-hmm. shadow puppeteer against mm-hmm. this very male tradition mm-hmm. and also of course being the daughter of a very famous artist mm-hmm. and some of the tensions that may exist there mm-hmm. um, and also just her very own personal reflections of working through shadow mm. you know so so this is what I mean by um in terms of thinking about breathing of maps, mm-hmm. we are not only talking about national map mm-hmm. or right. map of city, but like personal maps mm-hmm. and personal mm-hmm. journeys and how do people uh, make meaning mm-hmm. through their own path. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are just some examples of what we did uh, mm-hmm. in Chiang Mai in mm-hmm. relation to uh, some Thai artists mm-hmm. and researchers. Right. Um, just to get... oh. Let's talk about your current research, the Japanese alcohol culture yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah. the Thai yeah. rice. Uh, with, and you're traveling through a few countries with the Japanese Peruvian artist. Yudai Kamisato. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, could you tell us a bit about this project and maybe other future projects? Uh, sure. Yes. Um, so actually, 
it, it's more um, Yudai's project mm -hmm. right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, because Yudai is a Peruvian Okinawan mm -hmm. uh, artist. Okay. Um, and he was born in Lima in Peru. Mm -hmm. um, and his last few theater pieces in Japan, uh, which has toured around the world, um, really deals with uh, his identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how did his ancestors kind of end up in Latin America? Mm -hmm. You know, so in this particular research that he's doing right now, and I'm kind of like hopping onto his <laughs> research, mm. um, and you know, uh, going for drinks <laughs> is uh, is um, he he's interested in this very ancient link between mm -hmm. Awamori, which is local Okinawan alcohol, mm -hmm. uh, and Ayutthaya, mm -hmm. um, because apparently uh, about 500, 600 years ago in the 14th century, um, uh, the Ryukyu Kingdom, which is present-day mm -hmm. Okinawa, mm. um, they traded with uh, Ayutthaya, and the Ryukyu sailors mm -hmm. or traders brought back I indica rice mm -hmm. back to uh, the Okinawan mm -hmm. regions and started mm -hmm. producing their own alcohol, awamori. Mm -hmm. So this alcohol is only produced in the Okinawan mm -hmm. islands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not produced anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's made from Thai rice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Yudai is interested to look at these links. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from using his own identity mm -hmm. and own history as a compass mm -hmm. to think about migration, he's now trying to look at other things. So like alcohol, you know, or rice uh, as a way. Yeah, mm -hmm. it sounds better when we say like rice uh, when we say <laughs> alcohol, <laughs> but actually it's rice. You know, like uh, people are like, oh, alcohol is interesting. They immediately want to talk to you. But it's like, oh, we want to look at how you know Thai rice came to Okinawa. People are like, yeah, uh, whatever. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like that. It's like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have like another uh, future project. Yes. Yeah, actually, mm -hmm. the project that. I personally am working on mm. besides this research review diet, I will make a separate work related mm -hmm. to Japan later. I have ah, no okay. idea what it's going to oh, be okay. yet. Oh, okay. But we are researching together, making mm -hmm. two different things. Mm -hmm. Another project that I'm doing is um, called A Notional History. Mm -hmm. So for this one, I return back a little bit to the emergency again. Mm -hmm. um, and this year in 2020, um, a new history book arrived in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. um, under a new government. Mm -hmm. mm. So already this history book is creating a lot of controversy, mm. um, even before people saw it, because oh. how does it change? What will it say about the previous government? Mm. What does it say about the left? Blah, 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 blah. Are the communists rehabilitated? Of course they are not in, in this book. So um, in 2008, um, some friends and I actually interviewed 11 Malayan communists mm. in their 80s. Mm -hmm. Wow in the south, deep south of Thailand. Mm, they okay. live in four peace villages there. Mm. We wanted to make a documentary mm -hmm. about their struggle mm -hmm. uh, or their revolution, but eventually we never released this documentary mm -hmm. because um, the conditions were not right, mm. you know, um, and we just thought like it's too sensitive or it's too difficult mm -hmm. and we didn't know how to maybe protect ourselves, let's say, at that point in time. So this year, in this notional history project, we try to bring this history book mm -hmm. and this 40 hours of film that mm -hmm. we shot together on stage. Whoa. So mm -hmm. in between dissecting the history book, we try, we, 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 we are showing um, some video clips of interviews with these old people, mm -hmm. these communists about their perspective of Malaysian history. Mm -hmm. So it's bringing like two documents mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. um, but you know, they are, 
different. Yeah. They are really <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a notional history, mm. and we showed a version of it in TPAM in Yokohama last year. Oh, okay, okay. And we show it again um, in in Japan again, and also in Europe, and uh, of course in Malaysia mm. right. uh, this year. So okay. a notional history as opposed to a national history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of mm. course. Yeah. Um, let's go back to your vision 2020. It came up a lot. And yeah. Do you remember what you did then for like the school project? The, the drawing? Yeah, the d- yeah. Oh, you did the drawing. Do you remember what you did? No, you know, like no, 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 no one really remembers. <laughs> oh. But but we all have this picture that we all drew like, you know, impossibly tall skyscrapers, mm. too many colors, you know, um, long BTS <laughs> or MRT. <laughs> that is, you know, and. And just radioactive colors, right? Flying it's cars, funny. of course, flying cars. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Um. Uh, everyone had these kind of. You don't like, remember like which vision of future, like which sci-fi movie or anything like that that affected your imagination of the future. I mean, it has to be Back to the Future. And and I often think a lot about the history work that we do uh-huh. as a form of time traveling. Mm. Right, because mm-hmm. because we are time traveling to the emergency, or we're time traveling right. to you know uh, the, 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 this kind of way of thinking about things. Right. Yeah. So time travel is mm-hmm. a more sexy way to <laughs> talk about <laughs> history, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Right. What's your vision for 2020? <laughs> now? This year, <laughs> 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 that's my vision for 2020. Um, I'm. I'm nearing 40 soon, oh, I God. think in yeah. a few, you know, like, um, but uh, so my, my <laughs> eyes, my eyes have always been good. <laughs> so they are beginning to, to <laughs> oh, no. um, I oh. have beginning to get short sight or long sight. I don't even know which one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So, so funny. in the year 2020, I, on a very personal <laughs> and physical level, um, hope that my eyesight can Remain deteriorate, <laughs> but <laughs> very, very, very slowly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no longer 2020 China. no longer 2020 yeah. but but if you want like a more I don't know like a, a more no that uh, was a fun question big, but big up one? to you no no, no big no, one no, big okay. one please that's fine you know um, I mean like I- 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 if it's a big one mm-hmm. let's say is um, uh, I wish we can soon skip over this period in Malaysia mm-hmm. where we go past very quickly the Mahadir Muhammad mm-hmm. Anwar Ibrahim 40-year love-hate affair <laughs> that we have been stuck with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. As maybe um, yeah. some audiences might know, we have a mm-hmm. 94-year-old prime minister. Yeah. You know, he was prime minister yeah. for a long time, the first time, and he's back. But so it's we... crazy. Yeah. yeah, we hope that let's get past this chapter of history Let's get past it. Yeah, 94-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so to the last part of our um, our program, yeah. it's a lightning round, okay. we call it. So it's okay. just a very quick uh, question of what do you prefer? We'll give you two options. Cool. And you have to choose one. You can't say, you cannot say Why? both. Yeah. Or pass. You can, or pass or okay. neither. Okay. You have mm. to choose one and there's no need to say why. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So very quick, go okay. ahead. Don't think, just do. Yes. yes. Okay. So the first one, Chiang Mai or Bangkok? Chiang Mai. KL or Penang? KL. Jasmine rice or rice berry? Jasmine rice. Awamori or sake? Awamori. Padipasatong or pishetkanchun? Pradit Prasatong. <laughs> Very political question there. Really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Later then. More yeah. to come. Chan Witkase Siri or Tong Chai Winnie Chakun? Tong Chai Winnie Chakun. K. Bromley Museum in Paris or the British Museum in London? Um, 
British Museum in London. Haven't been to both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brexit or Mexit? Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Mahathir bin Mohammed or Prayut Chanocha? Prayut Pranocha. <laughs> Chanocha. Donald J. Trump or Boris Johnson? Uh, Boris Johnson. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Cool. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having... Uh, no. <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Sorry. Thanks very much, guys. I hope thank to see you, you again. Yes. yes. Thank, Bye. You. thank you. Bangkok Offstage is created, hosted, and edited by Gautaket Bungan and Amitha Amranand. The intro and outro tracks are Quicksand by Wild Light and Probably Shunt by Jay Lang. This episode was recorded at Room 508 Studio.